Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. set a major league record for strikeouts in a game. Derek Jeter with one of the most unbelievable plays you will ever see by a shortstop. Red Sox fans have longed to hear it. The Boston Red Sox are world champions. Welcome to Fan Base, a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports. I'm John Senecal, he's Brian Shackman, and in episode three, we are going to talk about the 2004 ALCS games one through three. And this year, the Yankees and Red Sox meet up again in the ALCS, two of the three best teams in baseball. The Yankees winning the East at 101 wins. The Red Sox, again, are the wild card at 98 wins. But this is definitely not the same Red Sox team, is it, Brian? No, it's not. Well, first of all, I, I'm kind of proud of my quarantine salad, but I do have to put the hat back on because... We are now in 2004, so the hat stays on. No, it's interesting. You know, I, when we started doing it, you know, we, we've both watched these games over, and I've read so much about them. And when you think about the difference between the 03 Red Sox, who lost in Game 7 of the ALCS on Aaron Blue's walk-off, and, and, and the 2004 Red Sox, of course, there's that muscle memory of Curse of the Bambino and that loss. But they traded for Kurt Schilling. And let's, let's not forget, Grady Little won 95 games, got to the ALCS Game 7 and got fired. They bring in Terry Francona, who didn't do great in Philly. Uh, they signed Keith Folk for, as a closer for three years. He was uh, big. And, and then, big. <laughs> he was big. But, I mean, don't forget, like, I know he wasn't the nicest guy, but, like, Nomar Garciaparra was beloved. They loved Nomar. Yeah, and they traded him to the – actually, he didn't go straight to the Dodgers. He went – to the Cubs and Orlando Cabrera came to the Sox and we loved Orlando Cabrera. That team ended up winning three more games than the, than the 03 Red Sox. So they won 98 games, still finished in second. And I, I think that everybody, I think it's true. I think that the whole world, there's a couple of things I would say. The whole world knew that these are two, maybe the two best teams in baseball. 
and that and, was and, and the Cardinals won 105 games this year, and these are are the two best teams in baseball, in my opinion, this year. At yeah, this point. I think they're better than the Cardinals. And and on top of that, you know, I think that the Red Sox, if they were ever going to win the World Series, they probably want to go through New York. They don't want to. They want to beat them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely, and it's going to be a crazy series. In Game One, I mean, it's pretty much all Yankees out of the gate. You got Matsui and Bernie right out of the gate, get the RBI singles, and it pretty much stays flat until the sixth and seventh inning. What's crazy in this one is Messina has a perfect game going into the seventh inning, which is like unbelievable because that's almost lost when you find the end result of this whole thing as it all plays out through seven games. That's pretty amazing to have that in a postseason. Game. Well, well, yeah, he what he retired nineteen in a row, and you know I think a Musina is some somebody like um, I don't know like a Maddox or if you get to him early, then that's one thing. But if, if he gets to you, you're he gets a hold of you, you're done. He's crazy. Oh, it gets in a rhythm, and it's just forget about it. And you're probably having shades of flashing back that he's going to throw it like he almost did against the Sox before, and then Carl Everett broke it up. He's throwing a perfect game. It's crazy. So. It was, yeah, and Schilling was hurt. We didn't we didn't know too much about it. We knew he had the bad ankle, which is going to lead us to the bloody sock game, which we'll get to at some point. The the Sox got a lot of junk runs, made it close, but uh, you know, A Rod Matsui, in my opinion, have to be huge stories in those first couple games. Yep, A Rod Matsui. I mean, Matsui was he was he would have been the MVP all said and done, probably even even if the way he doesn't perform towards the end of the series. I mean, he was just a monster all the way through. But yeah, the Yankees, I mean, pretty much blow it open in this game, and then. And the Sox kind of claw their way back here and there. Veritek has a two-run home run. They get to Messina eventually. And, you know, it's 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 kind of a ho-hum game, but it's, you know, the Yankees win it 10-7 to 7 when it's all said and done, and then you're on well, to game two. When we think of, like, the insecurity that is my Red Sox-ness, like, that wasn't necessarily the moment where I said, here we go again, we're going to lose, we're losers, like I left last time, which is still in the back of my head, honestly, the whole time. Even though the team felt different, I, I – I didn't have that much self-doubt after game one. I was like, okay. The other thing, I mean, I'm going to say something. I mean, in your, in your favor here, you guys are down eight, nothing in the seventh inning of this game. And you wind up, the game winds up being 10 to seven. Right. Which is, I mean, and looking back on it now, that could almost be like a psychological jumping board. I mean, I mean, that's kind of, that's impressive. That's impressive in a play. Yeah. But, but then you go to game two, and, and my my theory on this is this is why this progression is so interesting, because if you told me the Red Sox were good on two zip, I'd say, oh, okay, that's one thing. And Pedro's um, on game two. Right, but then if you if you go down 0-2 and Schilling and Pedro are your two losers, right. where's the hope? It. Where's the hope there? But, uh, I, there isn't much hope. There isn't much hope. And then you get to game three, and it's like... <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, game two is kind of, you know, Pedro pitches good. He only gives up three earned runs. Lieber, John yeah, Lieber, but, which but, I basically almost forgot paid for the Yankees. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, the thing with Pedro, I don't know, it's kind of shades of Grady Little. He, he, he got in and out of a lot of trouble, right? I mean, if you look at the box score, the inning by inning, he had guys on base. Right. And then he was down, he was only down one zip. And then Pedro's basically five foot nine. They leave him in probably yeah. too long again. Olrud hits a home run. I mean, I Olrud is kind of this weird guy because I think of him for two things. I think of him as a the helmet in the helmet. The yeah, first guy to ever wear a helmet in the field because he had the brain surgery, he had an aneurysm or something like that. He played for the Blue Jays. He was a good ball player. 
John Oliver. He had a sweet swing. He was a le- lefty, right? Lefty, I mean, he had one yeah. of those sweet lefty swings, like yeah. a strawberry-esque kind of. Yeah. How come lefties have better swings than righties? They just I'm, a, I'm a lefty. It's, it's like they're prettier or something. And they got that swooping swing. You know, you can hit that low and inside pitch like nothing else that when you're a lefty. Yeah, yeah but, he had a two-run shot. Uh, they they go up three zip. They cut it to three one, and, you know, and another, that's all she another, wrote. another interesting thing about these first two games, though, is um, Rivera pitches in this game too, and he throws one in the third inning. So this might be a little precursor to his troubles later on too. I don't know. Maybe he's getting overworked. Well, let me ask you that: Do they bring him in the eighth a lot during the regular season? Because he came into the eighth a lot in this series. Well, I mean, we talked about this in the last episode too, in two thousand and three. You know, because he, he he's been in the league now. This is his ninth year, right? So he's. I don't think he should be pitching in that situation if you're going by the rules of baseball, but that's yeah. how, that's how it goes. You know what I'm saying? Look, I mean, folk pitches big in this series. He pitches a lot, you know? So that's just, I mean, so you, playoff, you think he baseball. got tired? You think I, Rivera I think got so. tired? I think so. Yeah. But you know, if you look at Rivera, he has such little blemishes on his record. I mean, he had a 0.69 ERA going into this, into this, in this postseason, into game four when he, yeah. when he has his troubles. You know, like he's untouchable. He's only floundered maybe twice in 2001 and then now. Like he's, if you're going to throw him out there for one and a third, one and two thirds and not have the confidence in him, I mean, you'd be crazy at this point still. He, and, and looking back as his career progresses down the line into the Hall of Fame, you'd, I'd, I'd do it to him when he was 40, 40 years old. Coming off knee surgery, I'd throw him for two inning and two thirds. He's Mo. You know what I mean? He's right. a Sandman. So you're up to zip. I mean, is your what is your as a fan? What is your thinking? Oh, we're sitting pretty. Are you kidding me? Two up, uh, two two nothing on the socks. I mean, I, and we have home field advantage, dude. I mean, Jesus, you, uh, you you can't think of anything better. And then you come into game three, and it's just like it's insane. I mean, we they, they trounce them in game three. And game three is, I mean, I mean, me personally, it was nuts. I mean, I I spent game three sitting at the Chatham Squire and good bar. A Good bar morning. in Chatham. Wait, 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 time on. Is it the Chatham Bars Inn or the Chatham Squire? Because there's two different places. Is it the one in downtown or the one by the ocean? Downtown. Yeah, that's the Squire. Okay. The Squire. So the Squire. I spent that game at the Squire with my really good friend Daryl Velez and my wife. And we got there early and we were there before the game, had dinner and sat right in front of a big screen TV. Back when they had big screens, you know, like they used yeah. to wheel, wheel those big old trucks in there. And uh, boy, I'll tell you something. We watched that game and it was nuts by the late, late, by the, that game was long game, you know, and, and then people had some libations in them and there was not happy Red Sox fan. And I just remember at one point running, walking out of there with my, were you uh, wearing, were you, were oh, you wearing yeah. a hat? I had yeah. a hat on. Absolutely. Absolutely. I always do, man. I always do. But I, I remember walking out of there and the final score was 19, eight. And I remember going 19, 18, 19, yeah. Yeah, you know, but it, I didn't. I, I couldn't make it much longer in there. It, it was getting pretty crazy. <laughs> you got to get hurt. Well, Shaughnessy had that line. Dan Shaughnessy in the Globe wrote that line. Nineteen eight. It sounds a lot like nineteen eighteen. You talk about the length of the game. I mean, it, it was four hours and twenty minutes. It was the longest nine inning postseason game in the history of baseball. The nineteen runs by the Yankees, a record. And you know, a Rod, a Rod, Sheffield, Matsui, and Bernie. 22 at-bats, 16 hits, 14 runs, 15 RBIs between those guys in that game. I, I'd be hard-pressed to find any playoff game in the history where the guys, those someone stepped yeah. up like that. I think Matsui and A-Rod scored five runs each, and I think Sheffield must have scored four if they had 14. And it, it was just insane. But I, I was at that game, and this is where 
you know, I said a little bit about this in episode two. It was the worst sporting event I've ever been to. And I watched, I remember watching Boston College football play USC and Rodney Pete in the rain, get thumped by USC on their home turf. I watched so many Red Sox games where they lost heartbreaking Bruins games against the Canadians. I saw the Celtics lose to the Sixers in the garden. Like and this I've, is a seen bad some, one. <laughs> I've seen some bad crap in my days and you couldn't, you couldn't even compare it. It felt, and that's where honestly the, the self-esteem thing coming out of that stadium was the most deflating fan base I had ever been around. And I was 15 years old in 86. I was there I, in Boston. I couldn't, and imagine. I couldn't imagine what it felt like walking out of there. It was a humiliating is what it was. And, you know, the thing that's crazy is that people considered it to be over. And you how know, could you gonna, not? And I mean, you know, when you think about the collective psyche of a city, I mean, and people don't understand it. In 2004, the Patriots had won the Super Bowl, right? And the Celtics hadn't gone back to winning a title. The Bruins hadn't gone back to winning a title. Now, obviously, the Red Sox hadn't won. But back then, the Patriots were not like the number one thing in town yet. They weren't the legendary status. Right. And the baseball sort of controlled the karma and the culture of the city. And we, and I, I don't know if I can overstate it. I mean, we felt like losers. And the thing that I always, when we look back on it, it's not like we're, 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 there's a reveal. We know what happens is that guys like Damon and Millar didn't buy into that. And I yeah. don't know how they felt after that game. I'm sure they must have felt like there's no way we can do this because it had never happened in the history of sports. But I know that me and everyone I knew felt like a loser. I can I mean, it's probably the same way the Yankees fans felt walking out of the stadium in Game Seven. But I mean, even worse because, like you said, all the buildup, all the suffering, all that—it's crazy. But man, what an outcome, man! And what you're gonna, what we're gonna get to talking in a couple more episodes. But this game is just insane. It's uh, it's uh. And the crazy, another thing is crazy thing about this game I, I noticed I, when I was looking Mendoza, back at it, so Romero Mendoza, a former Yankee, so uh, loses this game for the Red Sox, and he throws one inning, gives up one hit, one run, and he strikes out one batter, and he loses the game in a 19-8 game. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, and it's forever in the history books. Well, here's your trivia question, and everyone who's listening, don't Google it. Well, you, you're not going to get it, but if you can tell me who you think the game four winner is, you get a prize. Okay. And you can, you can get me at Twitter at B Shackman because it's not a Red Sox pitcher. You could ever uh, remember uh, ever knowing who they were, if they were on the team. So if you know the winner of game four, that's incredible. So I'm just going to set the table here with the mindset of me and my life. And I'll repeat it a little bit at the beginning of episode four. And then I want to leave you, John, with a quotation from the great Bob Ryan of the Boston Globe. So I, you know, remember game three was uh, delayed a day because of rain, right? And game four was the very next day. And I had, I, I had to work the next day. And I've shared this anecdote before. And we had a very good friend who was a lawyer for the Red Sox who could get us tickets. And we had tickets for... Game four, and I couldn't go. And my my wife, who uh, we had just got married in August, and you know Jess, she wanted to go, even though she was one of those fans that never gave up. 
you know, she just was that one of those types, except she couldn't get anybody to go with her. And I, and I've said this, who would want to spend a hundred bucks on a ticket when you're they're, down they're three, in debt. They're down three zip to maybe the greatest franchise in sports, right? You're not just, you know, you're not down three zip to the Indians, right? You're down after, three zip after, to the Yankees. After you just lost by, you know, a touchdown and a field goal. Right. Yeah. Who they've, they're your daddy. They stole Babe Ruth and they've taken your heart out, you know, over yeah. so many, so many decades, even though we talked about how they don't match up enough. So she probably asked six or seven friends before she got somebody to go with her. And I'll share a little bit of her experience. Maybe I'll even bring her in for episode four to talk about what that night was like, because she was there and I wasn't because I had to go to work. Uh, which was I had crazy. to work. <laughs> I, mean, I had to work. I had to work. You know how I many you know Yankees games and baseball games and stuff I listened to on the radio before we could watch it on our phones and before yeah. we could watch it in you watch it even in a live truck or a satellite truck. How many games I listened to on the radio because I had to work. And then people ask you why? Why do you try not to work nights and weekends? Because I want to listen to the baseball. I want to watch it on TV. I want to go to it. You want to be at the game, but I will give a little bit of a confession. I didn't want to go to game four. I, I was either. glad I was working. I didn't want to go because I was like, there's no chance they're going to win. And in the framework, I mean, people should know this by now, that no team had ever come back from three down 3-0. Three and, you know, back then, even in 04, it was sort of – the internet was obviously there and people used it a ton, but newspapers hadn't died yet. And the Boston Globe still had a special – sports section and Bob Ryan who you know sort of came through the ranks as a, a basketball guy was still a great general columnist and this is basically this once and this isn't even the whole sentence John this is his sentence in the Boston Globe the next day after the 19 to 8 win by the Yankees in game three they the Red Sox are down 3-0 after last night's 19-8 route and in this sport that is an official death sentence nobody in boston maybe save some some people in the locker room thought the red sox had a chance yeah he's your gospel for sports columnists in boston so yes. yeah on to game four we're gonna go i don't like the outcome but that's it we're gonna we're gonna talk about it next week on episode four for now i am john central he's brian shackman this is fan base a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports we will see you next week for episode four is a time of renewal so why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com we make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact choose from premium blinds shades and shutters we even have options for your patio too Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.